0: Hello and welcome to The One Hero Show, presented to you by LifeNet Health. We're your
1: hosts, Nia. And I'm Kia. And today we're talking to Dr. Brian Bolden. Dr. Bolden is an internal medicine physician specializing in palliative care. He completed his medical school training at University of Michigan and his residency in primary care at Yale New Haven. Hello, Dr. Bolden, how are you today? Excellent,
2: how are you? (laughs)
1: Good. Good. (laughs) Great. Thank you for being with us today.
0: Yeah, we really appreciate it. Um, We know you have a busy schedule, um, but we just want to ask you a few questions about palliative care. And then also just get some general information about medicine in general, if that's all right with you. Dr. Bolden, as a
1: palliative care physician, you are often brought into that last mile of a patient's journey. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about um, what happens when a patient comes into the hospital with a life-threatening injury, um, up to the point where you end up getting involved?
2: Absolutely. So, palliative care is an additional layer of caring for patients who have serious illnesses and so uh, an example would be somebody who comes in with a devastating car accident for example and uh, how palliative care is helpful is that we help the family um, and we coordinate with the trauma surgeon the intensivist and we Add to the level of communication, because in terms of the things that are going on in healthcare, a lot of the times things are confusing. There are multiple specialists and the goal for somebody who comes in with a car accident is to try and save their lives. So, you know, mission number one is uh, can we save this patient? And so what we are doing uh is explaining all the different procedures that uh, the nephrologist is coming in for dialysis, the trauma surgeon is doing this procedure, that procedure. And so there are a variety of things that uh, everybody needs to be on board with, what we're doing, why are we doing it, and how are we doing it. What we hope for and what we recommend for all adults is that they have an advanced care plan. An advanced care plan is a conversation that, that you have with your loved ones and your uh, physician. But question number one is, if you were unable to speak for yourself, who would you trust to represent your wishes to the healthcare team? It's a simple question. Um, but uh, when you think about family and friends, um, just because people love you and care about you does not mean that you necessarily want that person to represent your wishes or that they can have uh, the ability in a very, um, emotionally trying situation to, um, have the ability to reflect your wishes to the healthcare team. So, Before um, people are ill, what the Institute of Medicine has recommended is that all adults, um, and actually at the age at which a child can understand until death do us part, the Institute of Medicine recommends that we um, create advanced care plans so that, you know, um, who would represent us is known not only to ourselves, but the person who would be doing the representing. And once you have decided who would represent you, well, then the nitty gritty of it is, well, what would they say? So, you know, it's a simple question, but if you had a devastating stroke and you couldn't speak and couldn't swallow, would you want a feeding tube? You know, some people say yes, some people say no. You know, as far as it doesn't matter what it is that you want, what's most important is that we know what you want. And so, this is an exercise that we recommend that everybody goes through, so that um, wishes are known before crisis. Okay, and and in terms of uh, you know, a, a feeding tube is one example. Um, would you want to be resuscitated as far as, you know, life is a cycle. So it begins, it ends. Some people want us to try and bring them back to life when it's over. That's fine. You know, other people are like, leave me alone. You know, doesn't matter what you want. It just matters that we know what you want so that, you know, in healthcare, what we try and deliver at all times is patient centered care. So trying to put the patient's values and what they believe and what they want into everything that we do. And so, you know, for somebody who had a car accident who may not be with it at the moment in time and and may be on a respirator, unable to talk, we're now turning to family and friends and asking them important questions as to values that the individual could have told us and could have written down and could have prepared their family for. Um, but if we don't have that information, then we're kind of. Trying to figure that out together. And so, um, you know, what are the things that this individual would say yes to? And what are the things that the individual would say no to? And, um, my, my high school had a a motto um, non city not for self and okay. and I think that that's very important in terms of you know I have let my family know that when I die um, my organs aren't going to necessarily do me any good, and i I hope that I am on the right path to uh you know a better place. And that's what I'm working for every day. Um, I'm a Christian, so I'm trying to get to heaven. Um, Mm -hmm. However, um, you know, if, because I know that I I don't, I don't need my organs, I have designated that uh, I would be an organ donor. Okay. And that only applies at the point in time where I have actually died. And so there are, there are particular indications for organ donation, but organ donation does not come into play until it is clear that we can't save the individual. And so, you know, that's, that's how modern healthcare is set up and the, the organ donation team um, is entirely separate from the team that's trying to save the patient's life. So, um, you know, the I work at Geisinger, which is a, an accountable care organization. And so, um, you know, our team with the intensive care team, the trauma surgeons, uh, we do our best to save everyone. And, and if it's not possible, and it is clear that that patient Um, is um, brain dead, as an example, uh, then a different team of professionals would come and ask the family if donation is something that the person would agree to. And so this is a a perfect example of um, a decision which each individual can decide for themselves today, is that something that I would be okay with? And, and it takes a huge burden off of everyone, off of everyone, because family and friends don't necessarily know what the individual would say. And so, uh, and, and clearly the healthcare team does not know what the individual would say. And so, uh, the ideal situation is that the individual has thought about what it is that they can do for others, and and you know the um, the the need for um, organs are are huge as far as it is a um, a limited resource um, that since it can only be given under certain circumstances. Um, there are plenty of people, uh, mothers, fathers, brothers, uncles, um, who, uh, are in need of a kidney, for example, because they're on dialysis and, uh, you know, so, um, if, uh, a healthy kidney were available because the individual passed away, uh, then, then that's really an opportunity uh that uh by talking about these things ahead of time uh we really can make a difference for one another and it's not about uh in in, in this time in particular in our country we are struggling with um you know caring for one another
0: and you know saying it's so important that you mention the fact that um making that decision ahead of time, because we always talk about how, you know, especially you, I know you are more in the hospitals, but it's such a high emotional time when their loved one, they they found out that their loved one has passed away, or transitioned. And so to make a decision at that time is very difficult. And so we always try to tell people, you know, make your decision ahead of time, register, talk about your end of life, decisions have that conversation and i think that's really key into um you know end of life processes in general but that's really key as well with organ donation because sometimes like you said you can love someone and care for them but you may not be the best person to make that end of life decision for them so if that if your family already knows ahead of time that's key especially with organ donation
1: Yeah, and so many families, um, we see them come in um, just never having had a conversation about what their plans are at death. Uh, They have never talked about dying, death and dying um, in their families. And, you know, the hospital and LifeNet Health work together to provide um, care that is culturally, you know, respective of that patient's. Um, particular situation that uh, respects their religion, um, their practices, and um, together, and I know you've seen this together, we will provide um, a safe space for that family to make the best decision possible, especially if their loved one is not registered, if they are registered, we will work together to explain to them what that decision means, um, and how the process works. Uh, So it's You know, if if you have a loved one in the hospital, um, the care team is going to do everything they possibly can to save your loved one, and at that point where your loved one has transitioned on, you will be presented with some options in a, you know, in a a very um, respectful way um, that presents to you the facts of the situation and what your options are. And oftentimes those options may be to go down the palliative palliative care road or to go down the organ donation path. But those paths are not necessarily separated because down the organ donation path is still keeping the patient comfortable and uh, allowing them dignity um, and respecting their wishes.
2: So my final recommendations are that you speak with your family about um, what your wishes are, complete an advanced care plan, which would include who you would like to speak for you, and then what would you say, and then also um, register to be an organ donor.
1: All right, Dr. Bolden. Thank you so much. I think this has been very helpful uh, for people to understand what happens in the hospital, especially at the end of life. Um, And we thank you so much for being with us. We've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about palliative care medicine and the organ donation process. What have you learned, Kia? I've
0: definitely learned a lot about advanced care
1: planning. That's so important. I think that um, we as a people, as a community, we really need to start having those conversations with our family about our wishes um, at the, the end of life, at that sort of final lap um that we take before transitioning
0: and make sure you talk about it with your family have the conversation and make a decision um if you want to be an organ donor to register so yeah so that concludes today's show thank you so much for tuning in um we appreciate dr bolden's expertise yeah on the matter and we have some more great shows coming up for you some great content stay tuned stay tuned next
2: time. To discover more, visit our website at
0: lifenethealth.org slash one hero.